Welcome, Raptors enthusiasts. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. Oh yeah. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. This is your boy, Sam. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. And we are here, folks. It is time to break down game one of the Toronto Raptors 2015-2016 NBA season. Ooh, feels like it's been a long road. Seven preseason games. An eventful summer. We've had some new players come. Had some players go. Most significantly, I want to say peace to Amir Johnson. Gave us a lot of good years. Shot a high percentage. Good locker room guy. Skilled. Now he's gone on to the Boston Celtics. Wish him luck. Don't wish the Celtics luck, but good luck on you, Amir. You're a fine gentleman. You'll always be welcome in the T-Dot. Lou Williams, sweet Lou, has also moved on to the Lakers. Grevis Vasquez also no longer with the Raptors. A couple of exciting players there. Enjoyed watching them while they were in a Raptor uniform. Also got no hate for either of those guys. Wish them nothing but the best. But your new T-Raps I am fired up about. Most significantly, we got Damari Carroll from the Atlanta Hawks, the $60 million man. Hoping his skills will translate to this Raptor team. Played with a lot of All-Stars last year. Hoping he gets to play with a lot of All-Stars this year. Also picked up Canadian Corey Joseph and Canadian Anthony Bennett. Fully support those signings. Another international player that's new to the squad, Luis Scola, the Argentinian. Crafty 35-year-old. Then a couple of draft picks. We got DeLon Wright. He was our number one pick. And the number two pick, Norman Powell, who... If you've listened to any of the previous Raptors Abroad podcasts, is my new favorite player. He's certainly impressed me in Summer League and in his small minutes in the preseason. So looking forward to see what he can do in the league. But before I get to this Raptor game, I want to hit up a couple of games from opening night. Alright, this Raptor game was from day two. Day one had a couple of awesome games. Most notably, the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Chicago Bulls, LeBron James, Derrick Rose. I mean, do I need to say any more than that? A lot of people are picking these two teams to be the top two teams in the East. Obviously, I take a little exception to that, but it's hard to argue. And so, of course, I watched this ball game with my NBA League Pass, which I've picked up the premium package, so I have all the options. And I'm not bragging. I'm coming to a point here. I watched this entire ball game. And it was close. A lot of ups and downs. Exciting game. I'm not here to break down the entire game. I'm going to jump to the 10 second mark. Cleveland Cavaliers are down by two with the ball. League pass all of a sudden jumps. I go from the 10 second mark to the 3.4 second mark. So I don't know what's happening, but all of a sudden Cleveland is now inbounding from underneath the Chicago basket. Still down two. And Jimmy Butler is able to get a hand in, steal the inbounds pass, bat the ball into the backcourt, and that's basically your ball game. So I don't know what happened. I think, all right, you know, seven seconds transpired. Maybe uh, the ball went out of bounds. Someone made a deflection, and Cavaliers retained possession. They couldn't get a score. Nice win for the Bulls. But no, that is not what happened, folks. I go to ESPN, check out the box score, and what do I see? Well, in that 6.6 seconds that I got cut out of, LeBron James with the ball on the drive, trying to tie the game. Pau Gasol rejects him, sends that ball back 
out of bounds. That's how we got to Cleveland, inbounding it underneath the Chicago basket. How are you not going to include that edit in your league pass game? I mean, that is a fireable offense. Whoever edited that game seriously should be fired. And my beef is going to continue with the editors when I get to this Raptor game. You're going to hear it later on. Unbelievable, though, that they would cut out LeBron James getting blocked. I mean, obviously the biggest play of the game. And they decide to exclude that? What? Ridiculous. And I wasn't watching the condensed version. In fact, the condensed version wasn't even available. I was just watching the the full version. I had to rewind it a couple of times to think, did I miss something? What happened? No, I didn't miss anything. They missed something. How crucial. 6.6 seconds. So thank you, ESPN, not NBA, for giving me the highlight. And you all know how I love busting on ESPN. I'm giving them the props this time. Yikes. So Cavs lose the opener. But don't feel bad for them. In fact, quick highlights. I'm going to talk about what happened with the Cavs last night. All right, they played back-to-back. They played against the Grizzlies in their second game. And boy, did they take out that loss on the Grizzlies. They jumped up to a big 26-10 lead in the first quarter. Yeah, 26-10. And how did that happen? Because the Grizzlies put on, in my recollection, the worst shooting performance I've ever seen for a quarter. Now, statistically, it might not be the worst, but check this out. I actually rewatched the first quarter because it, it was that horrible. So the Grizzlies, they're starting about at the eight and a half minute mark of the first quarter. They have five consecutive shots that just graze rim. I mean, barely get, if you combined all the rim that the ball touched on all five of those shots, it wouldn't equal one brick. These weren't even worthy of bricks. They were just an, a centimeter off an air ball. Five in a row. But they were just warming up. Grizzlies next four shots in a row from different players air balls so that's five grazes of the rim next four shots are air balls so Tony Allen says he's had enough of this he's going to take matters into his own hands so their 10th straight shot now he grazes the iron but I guess he expected it so he crashes the board gets his own rebound promptly gets blocked going for the layup and then about a minute later Tony Allen underneath the basket point blank tries a little two foot push shot grazes the front of the rim. I mean, I could accept, maybe I could accept a miss. I mean, to be honest, I couldn't. I mean, I wouldn't miss from there. I wouldn't. (laughs) Okay. But grazing the front of the rim for an NBA player, completely unacceptable. So, an unbelievably painful stretch. During that time, the Grizzlies missed 14 out of 15 shots. I'm just giving you their worst shots. They also clanked, just regular clanked other ones during about a 10-minute stretch. And it wasn't just shooting either. Bino Udrich was able to end their, that poor shooting stretch with a made jumper. And then he has two turnovers the next two possessions. So like I said, Cavs with a 16-point lead after one. They go on to stomp them by 30. 106-76. Hilarious ball game. Reminded me of the Vancouver Grizzlies. All right, and back to opening night, by the way. The last game I'm going to touch on. If you're an NBA fan, I'm sure you've seen the highlights. But Steph Curry unbelievable I mean I don't know why I continue to be surprised by it but I've just I've never seen anyone play like him to call it I mean even a video game player wasn't that good when NBA Jam when when he was on, he's on fire the player still wouldn't stay hot as long as Steph Curry does and it's not just the numbers it's the way he's making them the the elegance the the flicking of the wrists the 
in people's face plays. So what am I talking about? What am I talking What did he do? Check this out. Well, he drops 40 in game one, but 24 of those points came in the first quarter. I think he shot like 8 of 11 in the first quarter, and it was just lights out. Lights out. Threes, finger rolls, high off the glass, high arcing jumpers. Ugh. Dude is just an absolute pleasure to watch. And pains me to say it, but hands down the best shooter the league has ever seen. That's all due credit to Steve Nash, who I will argue to the death was the best player, best shooter before Steph Curry. But this kid is on another level. It's ridiculous. And so, of course, he went on to win that ball game against the New Orleans Pelicans, who I was actually really looking forward to that Anthony Davis, but he was not as nearly as on his game as the reigning MVP was. But really, who could be? Incredible. But this isn't the Around the League podcast. This is the Raptors Abroad podcast. So let's get into game one. Toronto Raptors at the ACC taking on the Indiana Pacers. Let's get into it. First quarter. League pass. Please fire your editor. Check this out, guys. The very first game of the season. Of course, I'm super excited to see the Raptors opening tip. Did I get to see it with my 200-pound NBA League Pass? No, I did not. Because for some reason, this game started at about the 8.5-minute mark. Yeah, the first 3.5 minutes are completely skipped for me. I don't get any of that. Who? How? How did you do that? If you've ever edited a video, that would be hard to do. If you had the raw footage and then you took the stuff from the beginning, just, what, did you just delete all that? And then not notice? Unbelievable. So they skipped the first three and a half minutes. I was a little bit less angry because the Raptors were up 8-4, but as soon as, it's, as it started, the Pacers made a bucket. So 8-6 ball game, eight and a half minutes to go. And for the next three minutes, I watched DeMar DeRozan basically trying to build a house. <laughs> and not to be hard on DeMar, I guess it's first game, but he was just not missing badly, but just missing these little shots inside or just off the rims and in and outs, and his free throw shooting was just atrocious in that first quarter. I think in the first three and a half minutes, he had already gone 0-2. I watched him go, I think, 1-4 the rest of the quarter. So DeMart had a tough stretch from the free throw line. Thankfully for the Raptors, DeMar DeRozan, not the only guy in our backcourt. We got a guy named Kyle Lowry. And I guess if you haven't listened to the preseason, I'll talk for a second about Lowry. Lowry's ripped, alright? <laughs> Lowry looks cut. He's shredded this year, which is nice to see. I don't know why he didn't do it before, but good, good on you, Lowry. Way to be ripped. So we've got a sleek, quicker Kyle Lowry with hopefully a, a lot more gas in the tank. And 5.30 mark, he shows us he's still got the shooting touch going. Didn't lose that when he lost the weight. Buries a deep triple off the dribble. He's a good two, three feet behind the line, leaning forward, able to drain it. Ties up the ball game at 13. But a minute later, the referees blow a goaltending call on the Pacers. Should have been a Raptor bucket. It's not, and most of the Raptors stick around to argue. Pacers do not. They go the other way, and CJ Miles comes in from the right side and crams down a nice lefty dunk. Made it look pretty sweet. And to add to it, on the next Pacer possession, C.J. Miles steps up, bearing a three-ball. Dude can shoot. Pacers up three with that 18-15. 244 mark to Pat, who struggled in the preseason, 
I think he was saving it for the regular season. Very first shot for him is a catch-and-shoot three ball. Nothing but the bottom of the net. Next possession, Kyle Lowry coming up with the steal, setting up Bismack Biombo, but he could not finish at the rim. Bismack, you got to make those point blank, baby. 22-18 Pacers. 1.45 to go. Scary moment in Raptorland. Damari Carroll kind of got his feet tangled on the way down, and he came down hard on his left side, and he was hanging onto his left wrist, not wanting to move it. Went straight to the dressing room. Did not look good. 1.30 mark. Bismack Biombo again, point blank, missing. Pacers pick it up, go the other way. Rodney Stuckey gets fouled, goes to the line, nails a couple of free throws. 26-18. Paul George then makes a pair of free throws. DeMar with another brick. Stucky then, another couple of free throws. Things are starting to get away from us a little bit. Corey Joseph, though, gets his first bucket of the regular season with a driving layup, just 10 seconds to go in the quarter. And that gave the Raptors a respectable 20, but nothing compared to that very respectable 30 put up by the Pacers. So your Raptors down 10. After one, not the start we were hoping for. DeMar DeRozan, two of six free throws in the quarter. 0 of four from the field. Raptors as a team, not much better shooting, 33%. The only bright spot, and the only reason I know this is because I'm told, is Jonas Valanciunas apparently went three or four or four or five in those three or four minutes. So I think he had those first eight Raptor points. I didn't find that out until after the first quarter was over. Thank you, League Pass. But you know what? Those are some of the things you got to deal with being a Raptor abroad. This is one of the reasons why this podcast exists. So that people like me, who don't live in the T-Dot, who don't live in North America, have other ways to consume your Toronto Raptors. Maybe you don't have League Pass. Maybe you don't have time to watch it like I do. But you can check out my podcast. Put it on double speed, by the way. I do it all the time. Pretty much every podcast I listen to, double speed. You can still understand. Personally, I actually think I sound better in double speed. And I like my voice. I'm not one of those people that doesn't like their voices. I actually like it. But you put it in double speed, I sound pretty good. You can understand it all. Get through a Raptors Abroad podcast in 10, 15 minutes. How about that? All right. Second quarter. The struggles continue for DeMar in the second quarter. One minute in, misses a point-blank lefty layup. Did some nice work to get himself all the way to the rim. But instead of flicking it with the fingertips, a la Steph Curry, kind of short arm this one, kind of shove it forward using his shoulders and his elbow. And it's not the way to do it. Got to go with a little bit of touch. And that one rolled off the rim. 48 seconds later at the 10-12 mark, DeMar DeRozan tries a tough floater in the lane and misses. Luckily for the Raptors, the Pacers are looking a bit rough as well. This was clearly an early season game. 9.49 mark, DeMar DeRozan takes a seat, and Kyle Lowry takes over. And boy, did he ever. Comes right on the court, takes it to the hole, driving layup, plus the foul. But Lowry, following DeMar's lead, I guess, misses the free throw. So your Raptors are still down 10, 32-22. 9.13 mark, get some good news. Damari Carroll back in the ball game, and right away, doing work. Draws himself a pair of free throws. But just like his teammates, I guess it's contagious, steps up, splits the pair. One out of two from the line. 12 seconds later, Jonas Valanciunas, unable to secure a defensive rebound. He was all on his own, just batted it out of bounds. Luckily for the Raptors, the Pacers do not score on the play. 
735 mark, Corey Joseph. Starting to struggle a little bit, folks. He gets stripped on the drive. Rodney Stuckey snatches that up, goes all the way in for the fast break layup. And then Jordan Hill had himself a decent stretch here. He gets in with a reverse layup. And suddenly, folks, your Raptors are down 16 at home. 39-23. And it's not looking like it's getting any better, folks. 15 seconds later, Kyle Lowry with a bad pass turns it over and commits a foul on George Hill. 6.06 mark, Damari Carroll trying to get some back for us on the drive. He gets called for the carry and the turnover. And it's just going wrong for you, T-Raps, ladies and gentlemen. Luckily, though, the Pacers taking a page out of the Memphis Grizzlies book, and they were really struggling, just barely hitting front rim during this Raptor stretch. So what are you going to do, folks? How are you going to get out of this jam? Everyone's struggling. Will you go to the hot hand? The guy who was carrying us early, Jonas Valanciunas, 539 mark. He hits an 8-foot jumper. That made him 4 of 5. However, on the very next possession, he was about to get a great pass from Kyle Lowry, but he wasn't ready for it. Results in a turnover. The Pacers pick it up the other way, and they score to restore the 16-point lead, 41-25. So again, looking like we got no one. Looking like we don't have anyone to go to. But you know what, folks? JV is not a rookie anymore. Jonas Valanciunas is growing up. He does not hang his head. Very next Raptor possession, he comes right back inside with the layup. 337 mark Corey Joseph on the drive he gets fouled and again to the line splits the pair of free throws no Raptor can make two free throws in a row I do not know what is going on but if I was coach Casey I know what next week's practice would be all right if I was a coach in the NBA rule number one we are going to be the number one free throw shooting team in the league that'll win you several ball games or lose you several ball games 305 mark DeMar DeRozan forcing the issue against Chase Budinger. And he's able to spin into the paint, forcing a little push shot. Using a lot of, lot of effort there, DeMar DeRozan, but he's able to get it done. He really wanted to see one go down. Raptors get a stop on the next possession. Kyle Lowry hits Jonas Valanciunas on the baseline, and JV normally would bobble this pass, but no. The good hands, he reaches back, grabs it, and then he's able to angle back into the basket, put it up and in off glass. Cut the Pacer lead down to 9, 41-32. 40 seconds to go in the half. Jonas Valanciunas with a beautiful screen. DeMar DeRozan goes around the Lithuanian wall and hits Kyle Lowry on the baseline cut for the layup. Raptors coming back, folks. Damari Carroll, great D on Paul George. Jonas Valanciunas with the strong rebound. And DeMar DeRozan gets fouled with 1.9 seconds to go, going to the free throw line. And I'm not... Should I say it? I guess I have to say it. But you know what happened, right? He splits the free throws. Now, he didn't, I guess he didn't go 0 of 2. Maybe that's what you thought I was going to say, but no. 1 of 2 again from the free throw line. That's like six straight Raptors splitting a pair of free throws. That made DeMar 5 of 10 from the free throw line. That's not DeMar DeRozan. That's not your game, homie. He's On a bad night, he's a 70% shooter. 5 of 10. Ugh. And so your Raptors, folks, down eight after two quarters, 45-37. Little treat in the T-Dot at halftime, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not going to sing it because I'm going to ruin it, but Montel Jordan showing up and dropping a little, this is how we do it. I can sing that part. I'm not going to do the, the rhythmic 
groovy hook part, but come on, man. That was like my anthem growing up. Me and my boys used to go out on a Friday night in the early 90s. Oh, this is how we do it. All the hands are in the air. So just wave them from here to there. If you're an OG Mac or a wannabe player. I had to do it. Had to do it. That was the bright spot, though. Statistically, your T-Raps with 12 turnovers leading to 12 fast break points. Both teams shooting 37% from the field. The Raptors, though, this was the difference. 7 of 15 from the free throw line. That's 8 missed free throws. Your Pacers were 9 of 10. Not your Pacers, but the Pacers were 9 of 10. And that is the difference in the ballgame. Your Raptors are down 8, and they missed 8 free throws. Third quarter. First off, why? I don't understand this. Why do I see all those prime seats? Why do I see, like, 150 to 200 empty seats when the third quarter starts? I know you've got up for halftime. I know that you're going around doing other things, but there's a clock on the scoreboard. It tells you, you get 20 minutes. <laughs> just get up, walk around, and come back. I mean, you got those dope seats. Sit in them. It just looks bad. It looks bad on TV. Let's get some seat fillers or something. I don't get it. It annoys me when I see that, especially on opening night. No need. But what did make me happy was just 30 seconds in, seeing Damari Carroll dial one up from deep. Nailing a three ball, keeping that Raptor momentum going. However, CJ Miles, dude impressed me in this ball game. I guess he's always impressed me. He's a good player. CJ Miles answers that with a pretty nice looking three ball. DeMar DeRozan then, after making that shot late in the second quarter, things started to turn around for DeMar. And he's got Monte Ellis on him, new pickup this season for the Pacers, who I'm a fan of. He's a talented player, but he's going to have trouble guarding DeMar DeRozan. He's given up a few inches, and DeMar easily hits over him. He's gotten really good at recognizing when he's got a smaller player on him and just not worrying about the guy bothering his shot and just keeping his concentration. And in fact, DeMar, so good at recognizing it that he did the exact same thing on the very next possession. So back-to-back puckets for DeMar and the Pacer lead down to four. 48-44. Raptors then trying to cut it to one. They get a stop. Damari Carroll with a three ball, but it just rims in and out. This ball was halfway down. Pacers go the other way, and George Hill, who also knows how to dial it in from deep, he buries a three ball. So big swing there. Raptors try to make up for it, but Paul George reading the passing lane. He comes up with a steal and a fast break throwdown. Quick shout out to Paul George. Welcome back, homie. If you're a basketball fan, then you would know about his disgusting leg injury that he had playing for Team USA over a year ago. He missed 99% of last season. I think he played five or six games or something, but he missed most of last season. Impressive at all that the dude could walk after seeing that injury, let alone be a professional athlete, but he's gifted. So welcome back, Paul George. Although I appreciate if you show off against another team. Your T-Raps, though, get those five points right back. DeMar DeRozan, right corner, three ball. Damari Carroll, steal and transition layup. And your Raptors, again, down four, 53-49. 7-47 mark. Unbelievable play here. DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> okay, doesn't start out unbelievable, but it finished very nicely. <laughs> he, from the right wing, got a good look at a three-point shot, perfectly online, but complete air ball, aside from the fact that he caught the mesh. And he caught the mesh just enough to slow it down, and Luis Scola comes flying in out of nowhere. He's able to save it, gets it to Kyle Lowry, and Lowry able to bury a straightaway three ball. Big save by the Argentinian there. That's what I like to see. 
DeMar DeRozan then with a turnover, and George Hill again making us pay from deep with a three ball. 60-52 Pacers, seven minutes to go in the third. 22 seconds later, DeMar DeRozan again to the line and again unable to connect on both free throws. One out of two. What is going on? Six of 12 now from the line for DeMar. There's good news though. He did, he missed the free throw, but Luis Scola definitely putting his mark on this ball game. He gets the rebound and Jonas Valanciunas goes to the spin move into the paint for the score. Cuts the Pacer lead down to five, 60, 55. Raptors chipping away. 539 mark, Jonas Valanciunas showing the guards how to do it. He draws a pair of free throws, steps up to the line. Swish, swish. Your center is stepping up and burying two free throws. No one else can do it. Hilarious. Pacers up three, 60, 57. 447 mark, CJ Miles. Just trying to slow down that Raptor tide with a big catch and shoot three ball. This dude, he's a bit of a sleeper. He doesn't get talked about, but the guy can play. I've seen him devastate teams on many occasions. I don't know, maybe it's just when I watch CJ Miles, but he always seems to have a, a good ball game. Dude's got the touch and he's got no conscience. Just pulls up from anywhere. All right, 27 seconds later at the 420 mark, DeMar DeRozan spots Damari Carroll on the nice cut for the layup. We saw them do this a couple of times in the preseason. I like it. I'm hoping this is going to be a pet play for them. They run a little bit of a weave, and Damaris not even thinking score. You can tell he's just looking for Carroll the whole play, and Carroll with a nice finish. Very next possession, Kyle Lowry with a blow-by layup, and I'm talking blow-by, he blew by everybody. He went through at least four pacers to get to the rim, puts it in off the glass, makes it a two-point game. However, George Hill, yet again, left wide open. He seems to have found a home in the left corner. And he drains another three ball. Pacers up five, 66, 61. 242 mark, Kyle Lowry reads a cross-court pass, intercepts it, and then the beautiful play here. Just see if you can picture this. Kyle Lowry intercepts a pass. He's crossing midcourt. He's got Monte Ellis to his right. All right, so Ellis is closer to the sideline than Lowry. Lowry, you would think, would try to blow, blow past him on a straight line to the basket. Instead, goes with a lefty behind the back dribble to get to the outside of Ellis and then cuts around him. Blows past him that way, kind of wrong-footed him. Gets all the way to the rim. And I can't remember, I think it was Mahinmi underneath the basket. Lowry goes in, takes the hit, and makes the layup. Plus the foul. Not only that, but Lowry steps up and makes the free throw. That's right. Celebrations all around. A three-point play the old-fashioned way, and it's been completed. Well done, Kyle. That makes it 66-64 Pacers. 2.21 to go then. The Raptors with a stop. Lowry pushes. Monte Ellis fouls him, sending him to the free throw line. And Lowry seems to have found his stroke at the, at the stripe. Swishes both of them, and we're all tied up at 66. Huge run. The Raptors come all the way back from down 16 tie up this ball game. That's what I'm talking about. 142 mark. Tupat gives the Raptors their first lead of the ball game since it was 10-9 in the first quarter. With a catch and shoot. Right wing. Three ball. And then Tupat does it on the defense just 30 seconds later. Forcing Rodney Stuckey into a bad shot. He puts it off the backboard. Damari Carroll snatches up that loose ball. Drives. Fouled in transition. Raptor bench all on their feet. Carroll ready to put this Raptor team surging way ahead, but he splits the pair of free throws. Unbelievable. Uh. 
That just kills me when we don't get both of them. But the Raptors still with a four-point lead, 70-66. Rodney Stuckey got a couple of those back after that bad shot. He got fouled. Of course, he's going to make both of his free throws. But with 31 seconds to go, two pat, 18-foot set shot. Patrick Patterson truly being a stretch four in this quarter. And that's what we need him to do. And then little good fortune for the Raptors at the buzzer. Jordan Hill, point blank, missing a wide open layup. And the Raptors able to hang on to a four-point lead. After three, 72-68, a 20-8 run to close that third quarter. Yeah. Fourth quarter. The first appearance of the 2015-2016 on the Raptors Abroad podcast for the boss. T. Ross, just 17 seconds into this fourth quarter, draining a three ball plus the foul. Oh, nothing gets you more fired up than a four-point play. And T. Ross steps up, makes the free throw, and just like that, your Raptors, who were down 16, felt like just moments ago, are suddenly up eight, 76-68. Next possession, T. Ross all the way to the hole, just misses a finger roll, but Bismack Biombo. He's there for the offensive rebound and the putback, plus the foul. And Biombo, folks, the unlikely Bismack Biombo makes the free throw. Thank you, Bismack. A little redemption, because I know I was giving him a bit of a hard time in that first quarter. Raptors up 11 now, 79-68. Very next possession, just as Jack Armstrong is saying, all right, Raptors, you got the lead. Be safe with the ball. Corey Joseph with another yucky turnover. Not pretty. Coughs it right up and Rodney Stuckey goes in for the layup. Been tr- I've been trying not to mention it, Corey. We just had a couple of rough turnovers in this ballgame. Trying to do, do a little too much to impress some of his family and friends. 9-24 mark. Terrence Ross continuing to do it on offense. Nice drive. Great bounce pass to Bismack Biombo, And Biombo all alone goes in for the big two-handed throwdown. The ACC goes crazy on that one. However, just two minutes later, George Hill striking again from that same left corner. Another three ball. Raptor lead down to six, 84-78. 6.55 mark, Biombo continuing to earn that paycheck. Huge offensive rebound and the putback. But the very next possession, George Hill. From where? The left corner? For what? Three. That's right. He's just bearing it from down there, and there doesn't seem to be a game plan to stop that. So your Raptors, up 5, 88-83. The lead is starting to dwindle. Paul George adds a pair of free throws. Suddenly, the lead's at 3, 88-85. But at the 520 mark, George does us a favor. Did us a couple of favors in this fourth, but particularly here. He gets called for an offensive foul, bad screen, but he argues too much, gets teed up. DeMar DeRozan goes to the line, makes the free throw. Doesn't sound like much, but makes it from a three-point game to a four-point game. That's two possessions as opposed to one. I realize there's still several minutes to go, but these things add up. 4.56 mark, Kyle Lowry. Bit of a mismatch. He gets Jordan Hill switched onto him. So he dribbles him out to be on the three-point line and then just blows past him, flips up the floater, up and in, clutch basket. Raptors up five, 91-86. Four-minute mark. Lowry with a drive. And, you know, 
You may have lost some of that booty, but he still knows how to use it. Gets past his defender and then sticks out his butt to shield the defender from the ball and able to put it up and in off the glass with the left hand. Mad skills by Kyle. However, Monte Ellis comes right back, answers with a short-range bank shot. And again, the Raptor lead down to 493-89. Jonas Valanciunas then gets called for the offensive foul. Monte Ellis gets a trip to the charity stripe, buries a pair of free throws. Raptor lead down to 2, 93-91. to go. DeMar DeRozan misses a 13-foot jumper. Paul George does not. He drains one from the other end, and that ties up this ball game at 93. 2.29 mark, DeMar DeRozan, a little bit out of control. Monte Ellis with the recognition, draws the charge. Pacers go the other way, and Monte Ellis on the offensive end with the skills, sets up Jan Mahimi for the layup. Folks, that's a 10-2 Pacers run, and they have a two-point lead now, 95-93, just over two minutes to go. So what do you do? You go to the big man, the guy who's been carrying us all ball game. Jonas Valanciunas at the two-minute mark with a great offensive rebound and a putback ties this game up at 95. It was Corey Joseph who was on a bit of a wild drive there. JV pretty much saved him from what I would have counted as another turnover. So well done, Jonas. And then a really weird play here. As I said, Paul George doing us some favors in this fourth quarter. So the Raptors get a stop. Okay, Jan Mahimi takes a shot. He misses. Paul George, going in for the offensive rebound, okay, like as you should, goes up in the air, comes down untouched, lands, and both of his feet shoot out from underneath him. First his left foot, then his right foot. Neither of them can plant for some reason. It's too, too slippery. So I think, okay, maybe he hit a, a sweaty patch or something like that. So the Raptors go back the other way. They're five on four for a second. George hustles back, recovers, gets himself into the paint, and when he tries to stop himself, falls over again. <laughs> like, two times in a row. So I don't know if his shoes were still wet from that run down the court, or he caught another wet patch, but he goes down a second time. That pushes Jan Mahimi out of position. DeMar DeRozan recognizes it. He rolls across the paint, puts in a little floater. Mahimi gives him a bump, so DeMar takes the end one. Pretty much a gimme. And to add insult to injury, with his offed hand, he winds up slapping Mahimi in the head. <laughs> so DeRozan, with the three-point play, with the assist to Paul George, and the Raptors with the three-point lead, 98-95. Next possession, Raptors with a terrible break here. First of all, Coach Casey takes out Jonas Valanciunas, puts in Biombo for defensive purposes. And what happens? Paul George drives... Biombo, in my opinion, goes straight up and down. In fact, George nails him, knocks him out of bounds. But Biombo gets called for the foul. And George, skilled player, able to hang in the air, adjust, put it in off glass. So George with a chance to go to the line and tie up this ball game. But he takes a page out of the Raptors book, bricks the free throw. Paul George with a chance to tie it, unable to connect. DeMar DeRozan with the rebound in traffic with the Raptors up by 198-97. One minute, seven seconds remaining. Raptors call a timeout. They set up a play. Looking for Jonas Valanciunas. Good defense by the Pacers. It gets broken up. The ball gets swung around to DeMar DeRozan. Right wing. It's DeMar and Paul George. One-on-one. -on -one. Everyone clears out. DeMar goes for the dribble drive. Cut off. Paul George shields him to his left. DeMar DeRozan with the step back, elevates from 22 feet, nothing but the bottom of the net. 
huge shot by DeMar DeRozan. Puts the Raptors up by three. 37.6 seconds to go. Monte Ellis driving, comes up short. Jonas Valanciunas snatching his 14th rebound of the ball game. He gets fouled and sent to the line. He drains both to give the Raptors a five-point lead and his 19th and 20th points of the ball game. Monster ball game from Jonas Valanciunas. And your Raptors folks go on to win 102-97. Big come-from-behind victory by the Toronto Raptors at home after being down 16 and then coughing up a 12-point lead in the fourth. Raptors able to come out on top. And you want to hear something hilarious? As soon as that fourth quarter ended, I realized in my league pass there was still a lot of time left in the video. And you know what I found at the end of the fourth quarter? The first three and a half minutes of the game. That's right. That, that just absolutely blew me away. How in the world the editor moved the first three and a half minutes to the very end and then rendered it like that? Ouch. Ouch, buddy. That hurts. You're, a prof you're doing this professionally. I don't know how many subscribers there are to League Pass, but I'm going to assume there's more than a couple million. I would assume. There's millions of people right there, homie. If not hundreds of thousands, I don't know how many of us there are, but that is some weak editing. Let's hit the box score. Pacers box score it doesn't look terrible. It doesn't look fantastic. But they had four of their starters in double figures, and then you had Rodney Stuckey with 16 off the bench. But as a team, they only shot 37%. So that's going to hurt. Got themselves to 99 points. so couldn't hit three figures. Raptors, on the other hand, shot at 45%. They managed to get things together. But free throw shooting, 27 of 39. 69%. So they actually improved in that second half, and that's what won them this ballgame. Raptors also won the rebound battle by 10, 50 to 40. But they lost the turnover battle, 20 to 13. And they lost the assist battle, 23 to 19. So like I said, not a terrible box score for the Pacers, but the Raptors just able to hang on, squeeze this one out. The top performers for the T-Raps. Well, this is kind of exciting to look at. You don't see this very often in a Raptor box score. You got three Raptors, 20 plus points. That's right. DeMar DeRozan wound up finishing with 25 points. 10 of 16 from the free throw line. So amazing that he got to the line 16 times. Love that. In fact, double-digit makes, like 10 points, 10 made free throws in a game is great. Six misses, though, is not. I don't care how many attempts you have, six misses is not. But getting to the line 16 times is going to give you your props, though. And then Lowry, he got it together towards the end. He shot 5 of 6 from the free throw line. JV was 5 of 6 from the free throw line. Damari Carroll got to get that together at 3 of 6. But DeRozan with 25 points, 6 assists, 5 rebounds as well. Solid ballgame for DeMar, also a couple of steals. Kyle Lowry, 23 points, 3 rebounds, 6 assists for him. But the man of the ballgame, the consistency, the guy who carried us from the beginning to the end, Jonas Valanciunas, 21 points, 15 rebounds on 8 of 11 shooting. Now, I'm not saying Jonas is going to average stuff like this, but... Just take a couple of numbers off, and that's what I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for like an 18 and 13. People are talking about 15 and 10. I'm hoping for like 18 and, all right, 18 and 12. Let me just say 18 and 12. I'm not going to get crazy. Not a lot of people are averaging that many rebounds in this modern NBA. So AB did not get off the bench. DeLon Wright, Norman Powell, no minutes. It's pretty tight rotation. T. Ross with just eight minutes. James Johnson snuck in there with three. But a good solid ball game. Luis Scola, by the way, with the donut. And you know what? Had a great ball game. 
Not going to show up. He's one of those players that's not really going to show up on the stat sheets. He had eight rebounds. He had a steal. And doesn't even log in any assists, but Scola played some ball. It's the intangibles, ladies and gentlemen. Next Raptor ball game is tomorrow against the Boston Celtics in Boston. Little reunion with Amir Johnson. A lot of experts have the Celtics picked to do pretty well this season. A lot of people expect them actually to do a little bit better than the Toronto Raptors, so it should be an interesting ball game there. And that is a wrap, folks. This game has been broken down. Game one is in the books. Your T-Raps, 1-0 to start the season, and I'm happy. So I will be back with y'all on Halloween to record game two of the Toronto Raptors 2015-2016 NBA season. I'm your boy, Sam. This is the Raptors Abroad podcast, and I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out.